to Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. I, uh, I'm glad to see you all here. My name is Larry Elford. I'm going to be your moderator today, and we're going to get rolling so we stay on time. I've got a guest speaker here from Bow Island, and I'm warned that the folks from Bow Island talk a little bit too much. Um, uh, the uh, question and answer will be recorded. The entire session will be recorded and it'll be available on SACPA's website. Uh, Shaw Spotlight, thanks to the Ryan here, also records SACPA presentations. They uh, put the PowerPoint on their website and is also on YouTube and on their daily broadcast. Uh, reminder, the bowl in the center of the table is for lunch, $14 in the bowl for having uh, lunch or $2 for just coffee. And someone at the table could please count that and make sure we've got the right amount for Annalise to collect it at lunchtime. We've got 25 to 30 minutes to hear the speaker's presentation. Um, lunch, then question and answers, finishing around 1.30. And at this point in time, I'd like to introduce my friend and uh, speaker, Dale Thacker from Bow Island. And he's going to tell you all about a lot of things, mostly helicopter <laughs> air rescue. Thank you. Thanks, Larry. Uh, yeah, I'm gl glad to be here. We're always looking for ways to let people know about Halo. Um, just a show of hands, how many people here before today had ever heard about Halo? Wow, that's pretty good. Because normally I get one, maybe. You know, maybe I put my hand up. So, so, so the, the word is, 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 gra is gradually get, getting out there. Um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of history. Uh, the Halo program. Uh, we can trace the roots back to about 1999. Well, actually, it was exactly, it was March of 1999. Uh, and they were initially there to fundraise for the fixed spring program based out of Medicine Hat. Um, and, and it was you know, just a group of volunteers. They had several names. The first, they started off with the Friends of Medic Air, but that sounded too much like the Friends of Medicare, so they, they, they ditched that one. Then they went to a nice, a nice short, simple one called uh, the Southeastern Medicare Soci Society. Southeastern Alberta Medicare Society. You know, not, not so bad if you only have to say it once, but uh, then it went to Southern Alberta Medicare. And then finally about eight years ago, we changed to Halo. And what an amazing thing that, that happens when you, when you brand correctly, because people suddenly can remember Halo. H helicopter airlift operation doesn't really mean anything, but the word Halo, uh, people associate right away with the program. At that time, STARS was the only HEMS, and I'm going to use the term HEMS, that stands for Helicopter EMS, so they were the only HEMS uh, provider uh, in, in Alberta, and, and it, was, it, was, it was finally that we had a rescue platform that allowed them to go to a scene accident and, and whether that be on a highway or whether that be very, very remote. And it was, it was pretty exciting, but over the next few years, something became uh, apparent. Um, uh, people started to realize as much as STARS is a pretty amazing organization, it just wasn't working as well as it, sh as it could or should here in the deep south part of Alberta. Um, you know, helicopters by their nature are just too slow to be based in Calgary, then fly all the way here and, and do a rescue. Because if the golden hour's worth anything, uh, you know, helicopters uh, tend to be a little bit slow. Uh, we, we had a, a, in the Madison area, we had a doctor die up in, up in the Cypress Hills, and, and it, was, it was really unfortunate because, you know, it wasn't, it was that serious, they, but they just couldn't get him to the hospital in a, a timely manner. You know, the, the, the fixed wing program already existed, but, but, but if airplane doesn't do you much good, at a scene call, right? They're very good from, from airport to airport, but they, they don't really work for you at the scene. And, and in, in reality, either did a helicopter based an hour away 
that had to refuel in order to complete its mission. So, so initially, there was a, a, a quote. They, they asked STARS to quote what, what they would charge to put a, a machine in, in the southern part of Alberta. So if I remember correctly, that number came out to $4.4 million for daylight VFR, right? So that was, that's dawn to dusk, and that's visual flight rules, which means they can't fly in bad weather, because it's only visual. And, and they were going to base it in Lethbridge here for four days, and then Medicine Hat for three days, and then next week they're going to put it three days in Lethbridge and four days in, in, in Medicine Hat. Now, that works really, really well if you can schedule your accident. And uh, you know, so 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 that one didn't work. And the 4.4 million dollars, our calculations showed that we could do it for less than a quarter of that. Uh, again, volunteers, but uh, so, so the group uh, basically had to to go to work and, and put it together. And and uh, at, at initially, well, I, 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 I think about the fuel. This is sort of the, the premise of what we do. If 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 someone here today were to have a heart attack. You, you call 911, the ambulance comes screaming after with the lights flashing, they come running in, they rush up, they pick you up, and they take you outside, and they head to the hospital. That, that sounds good. But you would think it would be unacceptable if they were to pull over to the side and, and put fuel in, in, into, into the ambulance, right? We, we laugh at that, but, but that's what happens every time they have to come south, south of Highway 3. So, so that, that's why we feel pre-positioning the helicopter in the right place uh, make, makes a, a, a big difference. Um, so this group turned their attention to see if they could establish a simple yet sustainable uh, helicopter operation. Because uh, helicopters tend to be pretty expensive, but, but we wanted to design one that was based for this region, right? That would, you know, it wasn't, um, uh, the other programs tend to be doctor-based. This needed to be EMS-based or, or, or paramedic-based, and, and that's, that's where, where we went with it. Um, they found out that they tied into a pretty daunting task of, of trying to do it. Uh, meanwhile, there's this little startup company in, in Lethbridge called Range Line Helicopters. Larry was involved, I was involved, uh, and, and another gentleman, Ian McLeod. And we, we felt the same thing, that you know, as much as STARS was running a nice operation, it, we, we were just lacking a little bit. We were just too far away from, from where the helicopter was positioned. So the uh, funny thing was, we were, a little, we were naive enough to think that we could actually pull this off, right? We thought, you know, yeah, we can do this. And the group in Medicine Hat were naive enough to think they could do it. But one day, we met one another, and bingo. Uh, that, that, the synergies of the two groups, the, the, the fundraising group and the helicopter group, put together a package that, that made the whole thing happen. Um, but we needed to get um, the, the right helicopter, and it had to be inexpensive. So we went, we went originally with a, with a Bell 206. Uh, our pilots said that they, they were inexpensive, they, they were safe, and you could buy medical interiors to put in the helicopters, which, which was kind of important. Uh, so, so we found one literally on eBay, uh, and it was used to ferry flight crew, I mean oil working crews out onto the, the, in the Gulf of Mexico from New Orleans. So it was down the deep south of, of the United States. We brought it back here, and uh, it was a, a fairly high time machine, but the, the HEMS business, uh, or, or medevac business, is, is, is very, you know, there's not a lot of hours uh, required on flying. So on um, July 4th, 2007, we, we, we launched the, this machine. It's not exactly the colors we would have chosen, uh, but you know what? It was, uh, was going to cost us ten to $15,000 to have it painted. We didn't have the money. And you know, we, 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 we learned to like that color a lot, actually. You know, uh, but, and, and painting it wouldn't make it work any better. Uh, 500 horsepower, single engine, uh, Rolls-Royce turbine, uh, but it was daylight VFR. Now, now there's kind of an interesting thing here. You know, we were trying to cover, the, cover the, this part of the province, 
and we, we, we had no night capability. But when you look at accident statistics, typically 80% of all accidents happen during daylight hours. So, so that meant that we were able to, to with a sustainable resource, we were able to, to cover 80% of the accidents. So, so we, we went with that guy right there. Um, uh, what, we, what we provide now is, is, is a, a totally dedicated advanced life support medical air ambulance. So it, it, it's just like the, the ground ambulance you see here. It has a, it has a Lifeport uh, medical interior which, which has a primary and secondary oxygen. It has oxygen, it has suction, it has heart monitors and vital sign monitors uh, and medical supplies. <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's a fully advanced uh, uh, life support machine when, when you come with an with a advanced care paramedic. Alberta Health Services considers and still considers us to be a, a charter service, meaning they consider us something like bighorn helicopters who would, uh, would, would get a call and they could quickly take the seats out of their helicopter and, and fly to a scene and, and help them out and they would be paid on a fee-for-service basis. Um, that didn't work for us because uh, we, we were totally dedicated. Right from day one, we, we have a pilot beside that helicopter 365 days a year. Christmas Day, there's a, there's a pilot sitting beside that helicopter. And so we, we only fly 20 or, or, or 30 times a year back then. So that was what, 50 to $80,000? Well, that didn't put a dent in, in, our, in our fixed costs. You know, our insurance costs were higher than that. So, because um, initially the, 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 the Alberta forestry rates were $1,365 an hour, minimum two hours, so $2,670 just wasn't going to work for us. But right now, we, we, with, with, with the, the, we had two pilots, we shared a, 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 a mechanic with, with, with a local aviation company, we shared some, some bookkeepers, and we had an executive director, and we were running for about $850,000 a year. So a, a pretty lean, mean operation. To put that in context, STARS use, uh, say that they cost them about $10 million to run a base. So we're running for about eight and a half cents on the dollar. Uh, now, I, I appreciate we're not comparing apples with apples, but it just gives you uh, an idea of, of how lean of an operation we're run, running. And the other thing is, did we compromise safety to be able to, uh, to operate at, at that level? There's not a chance. Uh, Transport Canada runs what they call program validation inspections to ensure safety and, and uh, regulatory compliance. Uh, at our last audit, I don't know who was involved in the, in the aviation industry, but our last Transport Canada audit, they had, they had no findings, no recommendations, Nothing. We were squeaky clean. That almost never happens. They can always find something. Uh, that just shows how safe and clean of an operation that range line helicopters run. We challenge all the other HEMS operators in the province to, 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 to match the, those sort of uh, numbers. That, that's pretty amazing, actually. Uh, at, at one point, uh, Larry and, and, and the crew decided, we, we decided that we weren't going to be able to make this work, right? Our pockets weren't going to be deep enough. So we sold our shares to a gentleman in... Um, in, in Medicine Hat, uh, his name was uh, uh, Les Little from Bar XH Aviation. Some people may have heard that name before because he, he had a, a Bar XH here in Lethbridge as well. Um, but we couldn't, have, we couldn't have done it. Without his, his experience, his vision, his, and his financial depth, uh, this program would, would have never got off the ground you know, a long time ago. He's a true gentleman and philanthropist. Uh, he's uh, just an amazing guy. There were some years that, that, that we came up short uh, like $100,000 on our payment, and Les kept the whole thing going. He did it because it was, it was his community, it was, it, was, it was where he lived. He did it because it was the right thing to do. And there are literally hundreds of people who owe their life to Les Little, so a pre pretty amazing guy. Initially, we, uh, you know, we went out to the oil and gas companies for fundraising, because at the time back in you know, the, the, the mid, you know, like 
2005 through the 2007, uh, they, they were making money. And uh, I, I know when we went to Encana, Encana was, had a lot of, lot of resources in our area, so we went to them. But they turned us down, like many of them did, because they said, you know, we, we, we give our money to STARS and, and, and we feel that you know, the STARS, STARS program works for us. But so, so we prevailed, we carried on. Uh, 10 days after this, so it was on the, uh, the 14th of July, uh, our first mission came, we went down to, to a very serious quad accident right down the US border, I mean, right on the border. Uh, this guy had laid there for a, f a few hours before he could get a cell phone call out. And, um, and, and then uh, it, it took, uh, they, they dispatched the, the volunteer EMS or EMT group out of, out of foremost. It took them two hours to get to him. By the time they, they found the roads and bounced across the prairie, it took them two hours to get there. When they got there, uh, Mitch was in, was, in, was in a bad way. And, and he, um, they decided, you know, there's no way we're going to get him back alive in the ambulance. So, so the helicopter was called. It took us 34 minutes to get there. Uh, we landed, it took us 34 smooth minutes because it's very, very smooth in a helicopter. So, so we, we got him back and, and, and Mitch is, is, is doing, doing fine. So, so, so that's our, one of the, one of the, our, our original call. Uh, I get the comment all the time that helicopters are so, you know, helicopters are dangerous. Well, so are ground ambulances. Right? At least with the helicopters, you don't have to drive on the ground with all the idiots on the street, right? It's just you up there. So, so uh, the, but people often quote uh, the U.S. HEMS program statistics when they talk about the safety of helicopters. But you need to know that the, the regulatory difference between Canada and the United States is black and white. I'm a helicopter pilot. I could, uh, I could uh, go out, and if I lived in the United States, I could go buy a helicopter, and I could hire a couple of paramedics, and I could get myself a police scanner, and... Bingo, I'm, I'm, I'm now a HEMS operator. You know, maybe I'm an ambulance chaser, but I'm a, I'm a HEMS operator. In order to be profitable though, you have to fly lots. So that means you have to win the race to the accident scene, right? And, and, and it's literally, you know, pardon the pun, but the early bird does get the worm. And, and, and it gets to a point where it was sort of a, uh, you know, damn the weather, damn the safety idea went out and, and you end up uh, with a horrible, horrible safety record to show for it. Here in Canada, the, the helicopter medevac program is, is highly regulated, and, uh, and as Canadians, uh, we almost have an impeccable safety record. Uh, in, in, all across Canada, in 30 years, there's only been two incidents. And you think about that, uh, the ground ambulance is probably more dangerous than, than a helicopter is. So, so are, are medevac helicopters safe? Absolutely, they're safe. Uh, are they the right tool in the wide expanses of, 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 of Canada? Uh, yes, absolutely, no doubt about it. So, and also, like I, I, was, I said to someone here earlier, that if you design and fund a HEMS program, uh, they're, they're very cost-effective as well. So this is one of our original maps that we used to, do, to talk to people. We were originally considered to be a pilot project of the Palliser Health region, and we were somewhat restricted to fly within the Palliser Health region. It was, it, was, it, was, it was really restrictive. But after the first year, when they looked at all, all the numbers, and, and there were something like 27 rescues that year, way more than they expected, and, and our, our costs were, were incredibly low, uh, they decided to continue the program, and, and it still goes to this day. Um, one area that we continue to be very good at is that area north of Medicine Hat, north of the Suffield military range, up in there in that, uh, you know, the, the Jenner, Empress, Oyen, Oyen area was, you know, very few roads and even fewer bridges. And, and the fact that the military, uh, the, the Suffield range, kind of blocks uh, the traffic going through there. And, and it was also complicated by the fact that, that STARS had to refuel to go in, into that region. Uh, 
So search and rescue is, is, is another service that HALO provides. Uh, the airborne platform gives a huge advantage when you're looking for people, uh, you know, especially over trying to do it from, from the ground. Uh, we've been involved in many searches like uh, at uh, Lake Newell, uh, in the Cypress Hills. But what makes, if you, if you couple a ground search with, with an air search, it works exceptionally well because the helicopter can go and eliminate a huge area very, very quickly to say, this is where the person is not. And it allows the, the, the ground folks to, to, uh, to focus on the area, on a much smaller area where, where the patient is. So, so, so that, that, that program works, works really well. Initially, we were dispatched by a 911 call into um, uh, the hospital, the EMS people in the, in the hospital, and, and quite often, we, well, not quite often, a few times, we were actually the first resource on, on, at the scene, you know, because we're flying, at, you know, that's what happens when you go 215 kilometers an hour so, and going diagonally across the country. So, so we can get there pretty quickly. Uh, like I said, helicopters have a, a, a unique advantage of being able to find and land at, at, at a scene. So, so the first responders quite often tell us that you know, we just couldn't find it, even though it's in our area. They, they were they were behind a hill, or or they were behind a, you know somewhere where they couldn't see them. So, so that with that elevated platform, you can see over the hill. You can see over the well. There's not a lot of trees uh, in, in Empress, but uh, you know th that's uh, that's uh, the advantages you have. I was involved in an accident uh, in the Boiland area where the local. Quad accident. Quad accidents bring us a, a, a lot of business, if you, if you want to call it business. Girls never late, you know, and so they phoned all, a bunch of the farmers and they did a search. They searched from one o'clock. I got a phone call from my brother-in-law and said, can you, can you come give us a hand with the helicopter? So we hopped in the helicopter within 50 really fast. A few years ago, when the price of oil tanked, but they had to drop off, right? And, and so, so we, we, we thought we were, kind of thought we were goners. We thought we, we lost our monies are up. The, the, the cattlemen were, were making good, good returns on their cows. And, and they picked up Even now that the, the edge is kind of off, uh, the price of cows is down, uh, the price of commodities is down. Through experience, they, 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 bring, they realize the value that, that, that we bring to them, to their families, and, and to their neighbors. Uh, in this picture here, I'm, I'm willing to bet that the farmer didn't expect Halo to be sitting in his yard for months later, we got, we got a phone call from his wife she was concerned. She said, uh, yeah, he's doing really But we didn't get the bill yet. And they, she was concerned about how much the bill would be. And, uh, and the power of volunteers. So, so she really appreciated that. Another story. The 911 call indicated that it was a, a really bad accident. So, Halo uh, was. We could see the, they could see the flashing lights. They were coming in, and and the phone call came in that the 
you know, I can see it. We're here. I've got a doctor and a paramedic. You're going to stop in and see what we can do. And, and uh, always appreciate that. And uh, Reagan, the, the, the paramedic, uh, back and, and she detected a weak pulse and said, he's not dead. And he got pulled out of that car. There's, there's lots, of, lots of stories like that. We run into it all the time. Last between uh, uh, Halo and Stars, uh, we, we quite often do that. The real estate center here, uh, one of the Stars people told me, they said, you know what, Halo will never be taken seriously as long as you find and I thought, well, you know, that's unfair because the 206 is a very safe helicopter. But anyway, I went back to, to Yeah, yeah, we kind of felt that was the case. In fact, we've been out kicking tires for another, well, you don't. And, and uh, in March, March 31st, uh, our new, well, new to us, Uh, the next morning, there was over 18,000 likes uh, for, for that for that that one. So here it is, Halo Two. Uh, this is a, a BK-117 helicopter. Uh, and like 60 or 70 different BK-117s. I said, "This is the nicest one I've ever flown." Uh, first. only role it had ever played in, it, in its life. And as a result, it wasn't really high time. It, Hems flying is, is, you don't fly many hours. A commercial operator would, would have to fly in a week or more. So uh, it, 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 we, we don't worry about the hours. So some specs, this guy's got a 250 kilometers an hour. So that's that's two and a half miles every minute or, or, or a mile in 24 seconds. VFR and, and, and well, VFR, so it's daylight visual flight rules. But it's, as long as we're at night, as long as we're fighting with night vision goggles. And, and, and our pilot is has got the highest night vision And, but it also gives us the ability to go IFR, or instrument flight rules, which allows us to fly when you can't. And evac roll because we tend to fly low. So there's things like terrain, trees, towers. So, so if, if they're flying IFR, they, they only like to fly IFR for a short period of time. Uh, and during that cold sap back in February, we, we, were, we were put on standby five times in one week. We flew four of those missions. And the pilot said that we could only have flown one of them with, with the 206 because there, was, there were times when we were flying in IFR conditions. So, so I, maybe Elf, Alberta Health Services was correct. Uh, this gives us a, a lot more, we're a lot more reliable. Uh, we, we, can, we, we, don't have, we don't have to turn down calls because of the weather. So uh, that's, um, you know, 
that, that I guess is pretty important. The twin 750 horsepower engines under Transport Canada rules gives us category A performance, which means that we can fly into the Foothills Hospital or the Children's Hospital in Calgary. The, the Lethbridge Hospital has a, a very tricky uh, helipad to get to because, because of, of, of the way it's situated in, 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 in the town or in, in the city. Uh, but we can even fly into Lethbridge. In fact, we were in Lethbridge last week. There was an accident down in that uh, uh, Raymond, no, I guess it was McGrath Cartson area. And, and we came back to, to, to the Lethbridge Hospital because uh, the gentleman needed to be, or I, don't, I shouldn't say gentleman, I don't know, it was a person, the patient, uh, needed to be stabilized. And, and we didn't need to go for fuel, but the, but, the, but the pilots slipped back, grabbed a little extra fuel, then they went on to Calgary. Because Halo has the ability to fly to, to uh, almost to Cardston, well, to, yeah, to Cardston and, and on, on to the Foothills Hospital without fuel. So this is the important part. We can do this all, all on, on, on one tank. Um, as the, as the, sort of the, 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 the younger brother or the small kid, uh, we're always looking for ways to improve uh, patient care. When, when you're having probably the worst day of your life, uh, anything that can be done to, to reduce the stress is a good thing. And the one thing we noticed was the number of stretcher transfers that, that occur during a mission. So uh, typically when you, get, when you get to an accident scene, uh, Alberta Health Services will have, have the patient on, on the striker stretcher. The striker stretcher is, 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 calm, is, is the standard issue for every ambulance in the province. And uh, so what will happen, they will transfer from that um, stretcher onto the helicopter proprietary stretcher and then off again. And, and like in an interfacility transfer on the fixed wing, you go from the hospital bed to an ambulance stretcher to the fixed wing stretcher, and then we get to Calgary, you go back to a, to a, to a ambulance stretcher, and then the hospital. It's just, it's just transfer after transfer after transfer. And, and you know, it, it's got to be a, a pretty un unpleasant experience. Paid probably well, many, many thousands of dollars uh, in engineering to have an STC or helicopter. In the aviation world, you just can't add something to a fi fix something to a helicopter. It, and, and, and we are the only HEMS resource in Canada that, that, that supplies Make sure like it, let's put it that way. Uh, Rangeland also gave the local so it could be the very best it could be for the region we serve. So if, if you're sitting at all the stuff you need for airway work is in pockets and pouches right there. They don't have to go rummaging through their bags. If they understand, so they strategically placed all the supplies in that helicopter so that they can be very quick and very fast. The other thing right now is that um, we, we have these Bluetooth headsets. With wirelessly, or you can have a cell phone call and the, and the paramedic can be talking to an emergency room doctor. And they can call to the pilot and say, bring me the red bag of the helicopter. And, and uh, that works. Let's, let's, let's get ready to go. So, so we think that's a, a, a really big deal. Uh, CAD program. 
Uh, it's a computer-aided dispatch, and it's something that we've worked with. Designed to get it certified, and, and we're ready to install it now. Nobody else has this. Uh, it works really It gives you, uh, it gives everybody a, a record of what's happening and, and where it's going. So the striker stretcher, the locally designed EMS interior, the, the, the CAD system. Taxpayers' pocket. That's something we've done ourselves, and we're, and we're really proud of what we've done here. It made a big difference. You know, having that helipad eliminated that transfer at the, at the airport. We'd usually fly the airport right, right to the to the to the, the, the hospital. Oh, the one thing I didn't mention about this. slide that striker stretcher out of our helicopter and we'll take the, the one that the patient's on and we'll slide it right in. We effectively do that. Accessing right through to the hospital. So that, that was, the, that, that's pretty important. Um, typically they'll send us right, right to the Foothills Hospital and, or, or the Children's Hospital. We, we, we've taken children. Uh, it, it can be, can be life-altering. Uh, and the final slide here uh, is, is, our, is our newest map. It, it, I know it's not really clear, but, but the, the, the small pink circle, if you're feeling. So you can see we, we can go, well, we can go almost though, we have to, for, uh, to uh, you'd go back to, to the Lethbridge Hospital. But the, the, the most important one here is, is, this, is this, the big green circle. Anywhere within that green circle, or, or, or oval, I should say, we can fly to and back to Foothills. So there's Red Deer. We can fly all the way to Red Deer and back to the Foothills Hospital without having to, to refuel. We can go to Banff. We can go to, to Waterton. Uh, we can go deep in, in, into, uh, into Saskatchewan. Uh, it, 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 it makes... What I'm trying to point out here is it makes a difference where you pre-position the helicopter. We always feel that having the helicopter at the finish line, because we, we all, in a serious accident, consider the Foothills Hospital be to ultimately to where, where, where we're, that's the finish line. So you would never start a race at the finish line, right? You guarantee that it's going to be the longest flight it can possibly be. So, so we feel placing one in Medicine Hat here uh, gave us access to Saskatchewan. And, and like I said, we can go over to Sparwood uh, and, and still make it the foothills on, on a tank of fuel. So anyway, that's, that's what the program is. That's what, what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're a bunch of volunteers, and, and uh, we think it's working very, very well. So thank you very much.